Just what do your customers think of your brand? Can you build loyalty with them without knowing what they think of your brand? You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast. If you are not familiar with our format here at Keep Optimizing, each month we focus on a different marketing method like email, SEO, Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different marketing method expert to explore the latest advice on making that marketing method work for you. This month we're going a bit left field as we're not doing a specific marketing method, more with covering a marketing strategy, I suppose, which is loyalty. We've done the super tactical loyalty programs. We've done leveraging leveraging even the loyalty you have with your customers to get referrals and new business. We've talked about how consumers have changed and what that means for successfully building loyalty. And we're rounding off our series of loyalty episodes by talking about brand and brand perception. Because fundamentally, if your customers do not like your brand, uh, they aren't going to become loyal. And if your customers, or rather, if you don't understand what your customers think of your brand, then they're going to find it, you're going to find it quite hard to get those new customers in and to get them buying again and again. We're going to be talking about all these things of what brand perception means, talking about some examples of how people have used it, and giving you some advice on how to get started exploring it for your business very, very shortly. First, we are going to check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Clavio, the email and SMS marketing platform that helps you send messages like an e-commerce expert, even if you're just getting started. Create your free account at clavio.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Today, I'm chatting with loyalty expert, Anjali Mullins. Anjali has had a fascinating career, including time working for Amazon, Intuit QuickBooks, and GoDaddy. Throughout, she's been focused on helping companies and markets grow, especially through using research and customer insights. In fact, the company she now works for, Latana, are all about helping brands like all of you make better marketing decisions through the insights they discover and deliver. Hello, Anjali. Hello, Chloe. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm really glad to have you here so we can talk about loyalty in the biggest sense possible. Um, it's a real treat to, I mean, I love the tactics, but it's a real treat to get to talk big picture too. So before we go totally big picture, how did you end up specializing in, in this space, in this loyalty space? That's a great question, Chloe. It's actually kind of an interesting journey. I, instead of starting in marketing, I actually started in sales. So selling everything, getting customers in the door all the time. And then I kept having all of these ideas. We have the customers in the door. Are they still there? Did they churn? Did we keep them? What's happening? And then one day one colleague said, you know what? maybe you should uh, take a look at marketing and see how that goes. And so from that day, it was a history since then. And that's really how I've gotten into marketing and specifically loyalty. I love that. It's like, you're too good a salesperson. Go work in marketing. (laughs) 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 There may may well be sales managers listening going, I wish my salespeople would care about those things. (laughs) Exactly. And yours went, go, go, go and take a, take a look at the other department. We think you'd be great at that. I love that. Um, 
So loyalty and brand, you know, if we go to your website, Latana's website, it doesn't talk about loyalty so much as it talks about brand. So I guess we have to start by, by explaining, or I'm going to pose you the question, which I think I know the answer to, which is, is brand at the heart of loyalty? Absolutely. Of course it is. Brand is all about, in my mind, perception and also about connecting with your consumers. So to me, that's the heart of loyalty. If you can capture the essence of the connection between your customer and your brand, loyalty pretty much comes after that. So, and it's one of the things a lot of marketers actually tend to focus on other things. They tend to focus on coupons. They tend to focus on referral programs, et cetera. But this is the essence, the absolute essence. And there's so many companies out there, you know, brands that we all know and love that have done this well. And then there are some that have not done it so well. But to me, it's the absolute um, complete essence of loyalty. Yeah, because you can have the most amazing points program in the world, but if the customer doesn't like your business, they're not going to be interested in collecting your points. If you have, you can have the best referral deals in the world, but if the customer doesn't like your business, don't feel a connection to your brand, they're not going to do it. So this is almost the bit that comes before putting the tactics in place. And one of the things I find is often what a, I mean, we often hear, hear this in the startup space, you know, a brand launches thinking they mean this, and then they discover their customers love them for something totally different. And it's kind of an obvious one in the startup space because you go, oh, we thought we were selling to men, we're t- selling to women, woohoo, let's change everything. But actually when brands start to focus in on loyalty and what makes their customers loyal, they often have that same that same experience of discovering their brand is something different to what they do. Is that something you find with a lot of people um, at Latana? We do. I mean, at Latana, we really focus on brand tracking and brand perception. So this is the heart of what we do. It's very different than a lot of other marketing metrics out there. So if you run a campaign, whether it's a loyalty campaign or anything else, you'll get metrics back. Did people buy? What we're doing at Latana is we're saying, how do consumers feel and think about your brand? What are the associations that people have about your brand? And this is where marketers can use that information to say, okay, is this brand campaign going to be successful? Who are those niche audiences? And just like you said, Chloe, how are you really connecting? Or are you connecting to the right audience or the right segment, et cetera? So absolutely. Because we can do, it always strikes me that that brand tracking, and, and I'll ask you to explain it in more detail because you'll do a much better job than I will, but it always strikes me that that brand tracking and, and brand perceptions, they're like the next level on from doing a a, a kind of like a segmentation overlay of your database. You know, you could do, do a geodemographic overlay of your database and go, oh, look, most of them have dogs. But until you do the brand perception piece, you don't understand how the fact they have dogs relates or does not relate to your brand. With the first set of data, you can go, you know, go down a rabbit hole of thinking you need to put dogs in all your marketing imagery. And then you discover when you take the next step, oh, actually, the, the dog and, you know, it's a Venn diagram that does not meet our brand and that dog. So is that something, something you find brands get when they do brand tracking for the first time? And then can you tell us a little bit about what brand tracking really is? Yes, absolutely. So it's something that definitely brands get for the first time when doing brand tracking, but they get so much more. They get the associations. So is your brand considered friendly? Is it considered progressive? Is it considered hip? Is it considered something not so good? And you really start to get a look at that. And then you can go a level deeper on, 
okay, how do you how do consumers see your brand in the competitive landscape? How are you doing perception-wise against other brands in your competitive landscape? If you need to dive in on a niche audience, does that niche audience actually connect with your brand? And that's where it starts to get really interesting in the weeds. And just like you were saying previously, sometimes marketers think this is my segment, this is my core audience. And then they really find that from, let's say, an analytics perspective, hey, that's not my core audience, but also more importantly, from a perception perspective, this really doesn't resonate. And so that's the information that we're focusing on. And how does brand tracking work? Is it someone standing on a street corner asking people questions or or is it somewhat more advanced than that these days? That's a good question. There'd be a lot of people standing on a lot of street corners, I would say, (laughs) for that to be happening. No, it's actually quite advanced. Um, What I will say is that brand tracking, it's the newest, it's new and it's old. It's the newest genre, but it's also answering the oldest question. What is my brand worth? Every marketer on the planet is trying to figure that out. And no one has yet successfully entered Latana um, to be able to really focus on it. What we do is we have what we call mobile optimized surveys. Almost everybody that we know and love has a mobile device and they're looking at that mobile device usually all day long, sometimes too long. Um, We take advantage of that at Latana and what we do is we serve up these different surveys. So let's say you needed men, women, um, particular demographics in a particular country or even a particular city that had this type of uh, propensity for X, Y, or Z we will serve the surveys to these particular audiences around the world. And then that will help marketers understand, okay, let's say I'm doing a city launch in this particular city and I need to understand in my demographic, do they feel this, that, or the other versus a particular different city or a particular other country. So it's diving in on niche audiences to really understand how do they think and feel? What are their other associations? All of this, which is super, super important. And we can do it so quickly And we can also optimize it with precision. So this is, it's a new thing. So we're taking a new way to turn into an age-old problem. Wow. So it can get, because I was imagining brand tracking is kind of like we take a whole country or we take a whole customer database or something, but you can take it down to like individual city level. Absolutely. Wow. And do you, do you often see big differences for a brand in different geographical regions? Yes. Uh, So for example, you know, what's really hot right now, and I actually use these services myself. So grocery delivery services, um, think about it. uh, You have, you know, dinner delivery services, these types of things. The way that it's marketed in different cities is absolutely different. Or let's say you want to do a campaign for retail in one city versus another you're going to go to market in different cities in a different way, especially if those cities are in different countries. And so this is where this information becomes really, really important. How fascinating. Okay. So obviously we're we're talking kind of about launching, I suppose. Is that where understanding brand perceptions becomes critical in terms of launching new products to get the right customers in in the first place? Or does it have a role to play further down the purchase funnel? Both. So of course, marketers want to get it right. 
the first time. And that's the whole idea. But you want to at least get in the ballpark when you're launching. And I think every marketer, every brand wants to do this. But then also, like you say, loyalty down the end. If you can get it right at the beginning, your chances of maintaining that loyalty downstream are even higher. And then all you have to do is optimize the perception instead of not doing brand tracking, launching somewhere, getting it completely wrong, doing all of your loyalty campaigns, trying to figure out why is this not working? And then you figure out, oh, you know, we didn't go to market um, in the right way. You know, the brand perception is completely off. So it's the first and the end, but it's a continuous, continuous cycle. It's interesting. A couple of times a year on a, you know, for a survey or on a panel or something, I'll be asked for you, Chloe, where does customer retention begin? And I'm like, it begins the first time they hear the name of your brand. Because if you don't get the right people in at the beginning of the customer journey, they're not going to become great customers at the end of it. You know, it's it, it comes right the way back to the beginning. If we want to build loyalty, someone has to get the right message the first time they hear about us, whether they hear about us from us or they hear about us from somebody else. Exactly right. When we first started doing brand tracking at Latana, you know, we thought, okay, consumers, just like you said, they want to understand how to retain customers, how to increase the amount of products and services that their current clients are using and increase their LTV. But then what we started to find as we did that is more customers would come in and say, hey, if you're really good at doing this, we can you help us launch into this new market? Can you help us launch this new product? And so that's the really nice thing about brand tracking is it can be used for everything. And like you said, it's the first thing and also the continuous thing to do. And should we pay much attention to our competitors when we're doing this? Because the reason I ask is because I think a lot of a lot of businesses, especially in the early stages, they get a bit obsessed with what the competition are doing. And you know, the competition are going after this angle or that angle, or they're positioning their brand in this way and then end up trying to copy it. So should we pay attention to our competitors and and try and do some tracking around how the competitors being perceived in order to further our own interests? This is a tricky question because what most marketers do is they'll have a product or a service and they'll just look at what they think is the competitive landscape, figure out if someone else is doing a carbon copy play or go to market or a loyalty strategy, and they'll compare themselves against that. The difference in what we do in brand tracking is we get the perception to understand what the actual competitive landscape is. So it might be something that you think is a direct competitor. It might be something else. Um, I'll give you an example from Latana, ourself in brand tracking. Sometimes people think that brand tracking might be social listening. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they might think it might just be doing a survey monkey survey, and it's not. So what we might think is the competition is what consumers might or might not think. And that's the difference and why brand tracking is important. It's like going back to your example earlier of the the food delivery services, you know, so Uber Eats, Deliveroo, those kind of things, their competition, which I'm sure they've worked out, <laughs> but um, but as an example to, to show it, their competition is restaurants you go and sit in. It is getting a, you know, one of the, the home, make at home meal kits delivered. 
or even a slim fast shake, which um, I don't even know if they exist anymore. But you know, it's, it's anything someone could choose to eat at that point in time is actually the competition. So I guess that's why if we want to work out how to position our brand to get the customers who will be loyal to us, we need to understand the full landscape. Exactly. Which then gives us why people are choosing us over something else. So once we've done this piece to understand how our brand is perceived. And we're going to, I'm going to assume there's no major mismatch between what we thought, because otherwise this, this could take a long time. Uh, but assuming there's no major, major mismatch between where we think we are and where people, you know, the, the consumers and the potential consumers think we are. Is this then data which applies to just the marketing department enacting upon or does it go through every department of the business if we want to make the most out of this knowledge? It can go through almost every department in the business. But what we tend to see is it starts with marketing, then it goes over into consumer insights and strategy teams. It goes over into, we've even had business development and go-to-market teams. So it can really start to touch upon a wide swath of the business. What marketers want to see is the perception and the behavior over time. The way that we're perceived going to market now or doing even longstanding loyalty programs now, how does that move over time and what's impacting that? And not it, maybe it's not even a campaign. Maybe it's something that's happening in the marketplace. Maybe it's a fundamental shift in consumer behavior. But these are the types of things that we want to track over time. So probably everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> so we, to make sure we're true, truly matching up to that. And you mentioned about how um, the brand is crucial to how people perceive the brand, to creating those connections with the business that in the end drives the loyalty. And with everything that's happened over the last couple of years and the way that's changed the types of connection that consumers are looking for and accelerated or kind of enhanced or or put further up the needs list um, of consumers' desire for connection with the business. Are you seeing that leading to brands taking more steps to be seen as ethical, to be seen as sustainable, to be working with charities, to be more kind of, I guess, cause-led rather than just product-led? Exactly right. This is one of the things that we're really seeing as far as brand tracking is concerned. And one of the fundamental shifts that we're seeing in the brand space and the marketing space, brands now want to be seen and they actually want to operate more as genuine, genuine campaigns, not just buy this offer because it's the best offer before the Black Friday sale, but Genuine campaigns using real people, um, you know, in their messaging, talking about real heartfelt stories and connecting with consumers. And if anything, over the past year to two years, I think, has taught all of us is that people are looking for that connection. And so this is something that we have to focus on. Thank you, Anjali. Right. We're going to pause now for a reminder of our sponsors, and then we're going to talk about the wider, wider world of loyalty. Getting an online business off the ground isn't easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Clavio is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Get started with a free account at clavio.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V iyo.com slash masterplan. 
Okay, Anjali, so far we've gone deep into creating long-term loyalty and understanding our brand. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of loyalty. So for the following questions, your camp answer even can be anything to do with loyalty, which of course does include everything we've already been talking about. So Anjali, are you ready for these? I am so ready. (laughs) Excellent. Okay, let's start with loyalty newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step into understanding their brand, understanding how customers see it and how they can use that for loyalty, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? Know your customer. I know that sounds very conventional and we've heard it all before, but it's amazing how many times marketers get this wrong. Uh, They sit in the room or in the room at home, I would say now these days, and try to really think of all these cool ideas instead of really asking the customer and understanding it from that lens. So know your customer, understand what your customer wants. That's the first and best step. So true. Okay. Once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve loyalty performance? testing, testing, testing. (laughs) I think that's something that um, any uh, marketer, especially in the loyalty space, um, probably does every single day. But I would say, find different ways to test. Everybody is doing um, A-B testing, MBT testing, you know, everything here. Go to people on the street, ask them. People that you bump into, people who have never heard of your brand, try that. That's something where you start to get new and interesting um, feedback and information that can really spark more and new creative ideas. Yeah, you, you mentioned SurveyMonkey earlier, and it's so easy just to create a SurveyMonkey form or a form on Google or to ask one question or to do a you know an Instagram poll. But actually getting out and speaking to people so long as it's safe to do so just gives you such a richer experience, doesn't it? Absolutely. More of that qualitative feedback and understanding the whys behind either their questions or their statements. It's the most important thing. And the more you can do that, the richer the information is. If someone listening wants to learn more about loyalty, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? Ooh, I would say for brands, you can always visit the Latana website, (laughs) latana.com. But for loyalty in general, I would actually not go to any type of business blog or business book, but I would start to look at what's resonating with people. What are the general shifts? Start to look at news, start to look at what people are writing about. What's the general shifts in consumer behavior? What's resonating with people? What are the key topics of the day? And then you can start to really craft, okay, this is what's important to the audience at large, because that's a lot of times what people miss and what marketers miss. They constantly are going for that next campaign that they're doing it more in a box and not understanding it or connecting it with what's happening with consumers in the live marketplace today. It is fascinating how we do that. And I know I'm quite often guilty of it as well, is you end up in your own little box, despite the fact when you stop working and you go home, you're looking at ads in the middle of TV shows and you're, you know, looking at the stuff that came through the mail whilst you're cooking dinner and totally not in this little silo. So yeah, it's such a good idea to, to look, look widely at what's actually going on. And I have to say, when I was prepping for this interview, to going back to the Latana website, which is L-A-T-A-N-A.com from there, the resources section is phenomenal. Um, a lot of amazing e-commerce stuff in there. There's even an analysis of Lululemon 
um, that I got lost in. So um, lots of really interesting stuff there to whet your appetite to and to you know fully understand what, everything we've been talking about. So I will second that. Totally okay to mention your own website at this point in the podcast, especially when there's such an amazing resources section as you guys have got. Um, Okay, Angie, finally, it is crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months we should be getting ready for? Dynamic advertising. Um, so this is one of the things, and I'm not trying to do a stump for Google, but at the same time, it's something in the marketing space that people are really buzzing about at the moment because it's something that everything now is being done with an algorithm. Everything is being done dynamically. Can this be really good? Yes. Good for who? Question mark. Um, so this is something that we really need to look in the space. It's really nice because for websites, it's good. But for marketers, is it going to take out the critical thinking element? So this is something that I would say over the next six to 12 months, let's, I would say, watch that space for marketers, whether you focus on loyalty or any other type of marketing. Um, this is definitely a space to watch. Yeah, it's something which for those of you going, yeah, we already do that on Facebook. Yeah, but Google have taken huge strides. If you're not already trying out their discovery type of ads at the moment, you should be. And it's something which is becoming more and more prevalent in the podcasting space and across, you know, TV advertising. It has been dynamic on, on the Sky platform in particular in the UK for a long time, but it's coming into other areas as well, especially with streaming services. So it's not, don't go thinking, oh, it's just the Facebook pixel. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Uh, such, such a good, good area to be keeping an eye on. So thank you for that, Anjali. And Angie, we are very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find out more about you and Leitana? Sure. So Latana, you can visit latana.com, of course, and all of that great content that Chloe was talking about is in the articles section. And I have to give a really great round of applause to our content team. It's an amazing amount of content, everything from branding articles, marketing articles, and they do tons of brand dives. So if you want to see what's happening with all the different really cool, more progressive companies around the world, I would definitely check that out. Social media, you can find us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. Um, Latana Brand is what you can look after. Um, and offers that we have going, definitely. Um, we have referral offers, so plug for that loyalty play. But if you do brand tracking with us, we do have referral offers if you refer um, another business to us. But brand tracking, again, it's, it's a new thing in the space, but it's one of those things that you can track over time. You can make sure that customers, you match that perception with loyalty. And it's something that you can do both at the beginning of your program and all the way throughout the life cycle. So there you go. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Angelie. That was a, it was a great rundown. And, and like you say, it, unless you've got the brand right and you're building that connection with the customers, everything else you do in loyalty and the rest of the marketing is a waste of effort or implies some level of wasted effort at any rate. So well worth getting this sorted. Angie, thank you so much for being on the Keep Optimizing podcast today and for sharing so much with us. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you. You as well. Thank you, Chloe. So there you have it. What your audience thinks of you, what your customer base thinks of you, that perception they have of your brand is kind of like the 
final icing on the cake or the first icing on the bottom of the cake, if that makes any sense at all, in terms of building that loyalty. So I think that was a really great episode to round off our month on loyalty. We've taken you from the super tactical through to the super fundamental. You can get links to everything we've discussed, the full transcript of this episode, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com. Remember, we spell it with an S because I'm British, um, not with a Z. Uh, There you can also sign up to our monthly Q&A webinar because as part of my mission to help you improve your marketing, I've invited all our loyalty specialists to join us for a live Q&A event. It's your chance to get your questions answered. Just go to keepoptimizing.com and you will find out all the details about that and how to sign up for free to get your questions answered. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. Our whole set of episodes about loyalty is live right now and takes you from the very practical to the far more conceptual. So please do have a listen to them all and make sure you tune in next Wednesday when we're going to be starting our new series of four shows, which is all about influencer marketing. Yes, we are talking partnerships. We are talking getting other people to leverage their loyalty to bring you more customers. If you know someone who's particularly interested in influencer marketing at the moment, let them know we're going to be covering it very soon. Likewise, if you know someone who's looking at building more loyalty and leveraging loyalty to get new customers with their uh, their business, then let them know what we've just been covering because this show exists to help both you and them improve their marketing. Have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.